What's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, Kay? What's good, man? How about you? I'm good, man. We're always good when we start this thing off, man. We we live in good lives. Well, we're just good actors, man. That's what it is, <laughs> man. You know what I mean? We're hurting inside. No, we're we're. What's that film where uh, Pulp Fiction? I'm Samuel Jackson. You're Tara. You're. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Uh, John Travolta. Travolta. All right. <laughs> and you will know that I am the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> anyways man uh, hey so check it out man check it out man actually i had an interesting uh topic i wanted to throw in today's conversation oh man hold on let me get let me sit up for this oh, go, go ahead, ahead man. man go ahead, go ahead. Man. what go you ahead. got get what ready you got for, for me you know what i was thinking about was like um first i'm proud of you you're starting to think again so well, thank you job. thank you thank you man it does help to have a few <laughs> cells in there that are fired up um thanks for your cocaine that really did help uh yeah <laughs> I got it cheap. No worry. <laughs> I can tell, man. My nose is still bleeding. Anyways, uh, we don't do drugs here, so just just in case anybody's yeah, like, just say no, people. Just say no. Somebody be like, they do coke before the shows? <laughs> no, no, we don't do any drugs. So we're drug on free. A natural high. Yeah, we're drug free, guys. Don't do drugs. Uh, Nancy <laughs> Reagan. Um, but no, uh, just talking about like uh, this whole idea of audiences, man. You know, uh, we got a podcast, but. And we're kind of learning. We're kind of learning how audiences work, right? But yeah. we have different spaces that we also experiment in. You know, I was trying to. <clears throat> uh, okay. Uh, I was trying to do some uh, comedic material oh, in front okay. of audiences, yeah, yeah. and you were creating music. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you subjected to audience opinions, right? And it's it's a difficult. Yeah. Realm. They, yeah, it is. It so is. so my my questions around that it's it's really about. Um, I guess it would be, what would you say, like, uh, understanding your audience, like understanding your audience. Sometimes maybe you produce something or you perform something and you're hoping that like a certain audience type is going to feel you. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. for example, I might tell a, a, a joke or two and I'm like, you know, I'm hoping black people are going to be feeling this. They're going to love this, but yeah. then they're probably not feeling it at all. They're like, eh. but then you might find like a completely different audience. Like where people were like, oh, that was hilarious. I think, you, you know, know, it's funny. I think it's the acceptance of your own peeps, right? Mm. Like, you want your peoples to, to, like, love you. Yeah. Right? And then you know you made it when you get everybody else loving you, uh. right? But you're always looking for that that immediate, you know, response from people around you that, you know, could be your family members, yeah. Yeah. things like that. And then, you know, obviously the culture, you want them to believe in you. Yeah, so I, I get that, and 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 I'll I just kind of throw some 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 artists out there like um, I think of like Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. Oh, I love Dave Chappelle. Okay, yeah, there you go. So I loved Dave Chappelle when he was doing the show that he used to have uh, the comedy sketches. What was it called? Um, Dave the Chappelle. Dave Chappelle show. The Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. I can forget that name, right? <laughs> <laughs> just that show. Doing and uh, <laughs> and then like when he does stand up, I'm not like I'm not feeling his stand up. Don't get me wrong. Really, I, I, I love his his creativity yeah but like like he just like he doesn't not resonating do to you yeah but it's it's not that i don't i don't like dave Chappelle the performer yeah it's that his material i feel is shifted towards a different audience like chris rock kind of in the same way yeah chris rock i kind of feel like he's he's a he's a really good performer but i feel like his material resonates more with white people than it does black oh and i wonder if like and I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. I could be dead wrong. This is just my opinions, right? Yeah. Do you feel like well, first of all, do you feel like Dave Chappelle resonates more with 
uh, white people maybe versus like black uh, audiences? We've or? had this conversation before, but I, I I told you my opinion in regards to Dave Chappelle. I think that dude is hilarious. I think uh, he resonates with everyone. Okay. I agree. At first, you know, it, it probably was a, a you know a black audience that yeah. was maybe his uh, first. But he grown so big that he's just getting everybody. And I think that's the, in my opinion, the ultimate goal that says that you're a comedian, that you are, you have made it, right? Because if you can cross boundaries, right, and be able to say anything you want and be able to be accepted, you know, as a comedian and understand that it's a joke. He has, I, I know you haven't seen his newest uh, Netflix special and I've kind of like told you a little bit about it he kind of he dives into you know the taboo of you know you can't say things and but in some ways he makes fun about it you know that hey i you know i'm gonna say it because i i'm dave Chappelle, and and the other part of it is you know he knows that he's gonna get some people are gonna hate it and some people that's gonna like it and i think that's that's to me uh, a good thing about a comedian right we go to these shows you know, to see comics, to tell us things that we probably are already thinking. We're either too nervous to say in it out loud or, you know, we never thought about it we are, or we have thought about it and we never made fun of it. And comedians, that's, you know, that's our comfort zone, you know, to be able to share those type of thoughts. And so I look at Dave Chappelle as, you know, the man that's versatile, that can reach all you know ethnicities. You're a big Dave Chappelle fan. I, I am. I know yeah. you are, and, yeah. and I know I kind of, I kind of irritate you by even bringing up the yeah, idea man. that Jay's uh, Chappelle's not the dude. <laughs> and I also know that you get irritated when I bring up other comics. Like if I yeah. send you some Joe Coy material, oh, man. No, don't you, give me that. you get all upset. Yeah. You're like, not, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? I like Joe Coy. You like Joe Coy? Yeah, but I like him. I, I'm I like not a big him. Fan. Well, I like the man as a, as a storyteller. Yeah. And a businessman. I, no, I could I like I told you, I admit that he has that. He definitely has that. Yeah, he's on Netflix too, right? And he's killing it on Netflix, right? Uh, I, so, I don't know. I haven't looked at his okay, like, you don't you, know. you definitely don't watch it. <laughs> but here's here's what I'm getting at. This idea that like sometimes you might have like an audience that you were hoping is gonna be feeling you. Like you're a musician, right? Yeah. So maybe you're making some sound and um and you know, some music and all of a sudden you're hoping like I don't know if it's you're hoping maybe the Latino film, film community will be feeling you, yeah. or maybe you're hoping uh, white folks will be feeling you. Yeah. But then you find out that in Pakistan, they just bump in your stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, apparently uh, nobody else is really feeling you like Pakistan. Uh, you know, like, 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 I'll give you a scenario. Um, so hold on. You know, do you feel that it, like you truly made it if you made it worldwide? Like, I'll give you an artist, Enrique oh. Iglesias, right? Yeah, yeah. The man performs all over the world, but. People here, they love them. Women love them, definitely. Yeah. But the men, you know, they seem to have a hard time, you know, filling the dude's music. I got no problem with Enrique. No, I, I listen to his music. Why are you hating you, on Enrique yeah, for me, brother? He's not your typical man. And his yeah. dad, Julio. <laughs> you know, no, no. You know what? You're Latin, so you probably got a little beef because you feel like he's no, cutting man, into your market dude. share. I, I think that dude's good, good music. He's good music, yeah, man. He's like good it. music. Okay, like so, but, but my bad. Some people I, can't admit that. But we'll go ahead. T- okay. You so. know, but he, he's global. The yeah, dude is like, to your point, like he's crossing different languages and different boundaries. And The man's talented. And, you know, yeah, yeah. So there's no denying his yeah. talent. So 
uh, you know, when you have someone like a Dave Chappelle, I think he does hit and resonate with a lot of people. But there is certain people that probably don't feel him. Well, I think I think with comedy like Chappelle, it's social commentary, right? Mm-hmm. So people have to have context of what you're talking about. They have to kind of know what's going on from your perspective. So versus music, it's about vibration, feel, energy. Um, I feel like it's a whole different formula. It's, yeah, it's, music can cross so much. Boundaries. Yeah, it crosses a lot. Like yeah. Bob Marley, I mean, these people don't even know what the guy's saying. Like, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Lou, um, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. For, 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 if you don't know. Hello. Hello. Yes, that guy. <laughs> and uh, shoot, I, I don't even try to mess with the song. <laughs> yeah. But Lionel Richie, you got another one for us, by the way? Oh, not long. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's been right here. Just throw it down. So Lionel Richie is really big. Yeah. Guess where? In Iraq. Grown men listen to Lionel Richie in Iraq. Really? And cry tears. And yeah. they don't know oh, a word man, of what he's did, saying. Do they have Spotify out there? Does it reach out no, that far? I don't know what it is. I think they bought the CDs. When, and this was actually published in the Wall Street Journal. So you can oh, Google really? this. Yeah, I'm not All making right. this up. All right. This was an interesting data point that they had found. And they don't know what they're saying, the guy is saying, but they're just feeling the music, you know? Like you know, the same, I don't know what Julio Iglesias is saying, right. but I can but you feel, can feel it. You know, he says, hey. It's like Latin hip hop right now, reggaeton. Like that's big right there now. There you go. There yeah. you go. So you know, I, who, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. You know who da- who has done that? Who is big? David Hasselhoff. Remember? Is he, he a singer now? He's he's been a singer. I didn't. Know. The guy big, from uh, and he's big in Germany. Night. Uh, what's yeah. it called? Night Rider. Rider. Yeah. I didn't know he was a singer. Yeah, he's a singer. I didn't say he was a good singer. I just said he was a singer. But he's big in Germany. He's huge. He's like a superstar out there in singing. Yeah. Well, I never really considered the Germans really like uh, <laughs> musical, whatever. I think the last time they threw out a hit was Mozart, right? It was, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Wasn't their last, like their last uh, hit? Hit, hit musician you, was uh anyways hey hey shout out to germany much love <laughs> much shout out love. to mozart <laughs> beethoven all these dudes you there know you what go. i mean but uh all i'm saying is i'm glad they got a new dude but i didn't realize Hassel, Hassel, i can barely say his name hasselhoff right yeah david hasselhoff yeah, yeah it was, i think well, that's how you say yeah but so he's a big dude in in germany what's, yeah. what's he singing R&B? google it man what's I'm he singing r&b over I don't there no man i don't have a cd okay oh, well you mentioned it you bought it i just know Cl- clearly he's in you, your radar you know, you, <laughs> Clearly, he's somewhere in your in your. I I never saw him musically, but you were like I googled him one day. You got, and I was like you, yeah. you you have some memories saved up. I saw it somewhere. I can't remember where, but I was shocked when I first heard it. But too. that's a good thing for him, right? Because then he has like an audience that because America is not going to be getting down with Hasselhoff tracks, right? Ah uh, no. So he's but that's the thing. That's my point. So you're you find you're big in a place. Um, that you you know you didn't think you were, and you probably were hoping to be big somewhere else, right? Like you were hoping, like I think of like the Beatles and Beatlemania, yeah, right. I think they weren't they were big in America, but I don't know if they were as big in UK. Oh yeah, some, they definitely I were think, they before. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, was that what it was? Wasn't there a group like that, like one of these boy bands that was like really obscure in one town? I think like NSYNC was like obscure in Europe, but like a big in the US or some. Hmm. Some of these kind of bands where it's like you just think you this is going to be the place where you're going to resonate. So at home, you, you're not resonating, but you yeah. go abroad. You know, it reminds me of Lewis. Remember Lewis came down here? He's like, ah, I don't want to go and do the comic thing yeah. in D.C. and yeah. comes out here. I think that's what it is. It's like, you, you know, if you can make it elsewhere and then you bring it home, then, then you probably made it. 
But there's people the opposite, right? Like they they want to make it in the in their region, yeah, and then take it across. But now my question to you is this: Do you have a problem if the group that you're hoping would be feeling you is not feeling you, hmm. and the and some other outside group is like like let's say you you have a concert, hmm. right? And you're just like, man, I just want my Latino people come through <laughs> and support I want people me. With money, if that's the case. Well, okay, okay, so. <laughs> So you're you're affluent Latinos <laughs> to come through, right? To 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 show up. I mean, I'm just saying you want a certain demographic because that's the people. Yeah, because part yeah. of the reason we do anything as a craft, I think, is because we're hoping to connect with certain people or to, for them to connect with us, right? Well, I think like like I was mentioning, like reggaeton, like that was a big, you know, Puerto Rican, you know, Latin, you know, music yeah. and. Um, to broaden it out to the world yeah and like you said you bump to it and you don't even know what they're saying and it, it's the, those are the kind of things that as artists that that's what we want we want to break all boundaries and not just like my peeps even though you want to be accepted in your own culture um but i think ultimately you want to branch out and be able to you know share your talent yeah. and share your your art with everyone, you know, this makes me think of like Nigerian music right now is become oh, that's really bumping. big. I love that. That's a trip, isn't it? For Nigerian music to be like the Just thing really now in the U.S. No, for real. No, nah, no. I don't know if you've been hearing it. No, nah, I, I haven't. I actually have been hearing it. Nigerian music has starting to. For all those who are not listening to Nigerian music, um, you might be finding it creeping up on the hip hop scene a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. So it has a whole. It's created a whole new sound. Hip hop did that though, right? Man, hip hop was very urban. You know. Uh, inner city kind of started and it branched out to like Indian music was using hip Indian, hop. you know, yeah, it's like all these different cultures started using, you know, um, hip hop as a, a form of expression in their own worlds. Yeah. And, and it's really cool. I was talking to our boy Fod about uh, this hip hop group in Lebanon. Like it's, it's cool. And they just talk about, where they're from and you know the music at first is what captures me you know because it's just as a dj it's like the first thing i listen to is the music side of it and then the lyrics but at the i'm sorry at the at the at the second part of it is for me it's like you know can i resonate with the artist it's like yeah. it does he give a good performance does he sound good you know vocally um and a lot of, and i don't know i don't speak lebanese or anything but I was I was feeling it. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is something, yeah. you know. And then um, finding out that you know they're just talking about where they're from and you know stuff that they've dealt with and, and their own you know culture and so it's uh, music just hits everything. I think it's different, and I, we've had this conversation about how music hits can hit everyone versus comedy. Comedy is very subjective and you know um, can be very isolated into a type of a comedian like this is the yeah. type that they are and i'm i know what i'm gonna get when i go there um to your point of like dave Chappelle, you or you feel like dave Chappelle might not resonate anymore with his people and that he's out you know doing it for others where i see it that he's just he's just grown so big that there's a few comedians that can do that and be able to touch all genres you know uh out there all i also think of like jay-z man how about jay-z he um he was really big in the hip-hop community for a long time and then he kind of switched up and started playing some other stuff that 
was like more he started connecting with Limp Biscuit, I think, or or Lincoln Park, I Lincoln think. Lincoln Park, yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden like his music started changing. I can't listen to a Jay Z track really now and really go, Oh, that's some good stuff. I mean, uh, respect to some of his old school stuff. That stuff was like really jamming. Yeah. But I feel like in some way he lost his core audience. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, artists are trying to maybe chase the wind, if you will, or even chase other audiences. And then they probably lose. Because I don't know who listens to Jay-Z at all anymore. Like, you know, I, yeah. I'm a little confused. I don't think he's put anything out. I mean, well, but even if he, he, did, he did that Sony one one time, right? Wasn't it Sony? And then uh, Sony yeah. released, and I was just listening. To, I think he called it... Um, Mark, uh, cum laude. I can't remember. It was, can't remember it either. Uh, yeah, you see, that's how bad it was, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a huge Jay Z fan for a while, but then, you know, lyrically, I was always a huge Nas fan. I, I just think Nas to me is like lyrically is is better. Yeah. Um, but commercial wise, I, I'd say Jay definitely uh, was able to open up those barriers of, of commercial and club music. Nas is very underground, very, you know, uh, lyrical, you know, and uh, if you can, you, if you can, if that's the guy I want to listen to, right, versus Jay-Z is like, I just want to feel him rocking the crowd. H to the Izzo, you know, it's just like, I don't care what, the, you know, that's corny, but it's like, I gotta in the st- club, I, no, that's no, all I, he's I got to defend, I got to defend my man, though. Come on now. D's not corny. I, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying that he went commercial, in my opinion. Yeah. Versus Nas didn't. Yeah. I think the thing with Nas, though, he kind of got stuck trying to be a gangster rapper. And nah, he was never really a gangster rapper. He used to do that. He used to, well, those days of Queensbridge, you know, he was always yeah. shouting out Queensbridge. Most Def was big. Tupac was big at the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, but then Jay used to have this reflective music that I felt was like, him talking about the struggle inner city. Man, he would break down poverty and why he's hustling. Yeah. Versus- now, Jay is raw. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I like Jay. Yeah. And I ain't trying to knock him. I'm just trying to compare the two, like, uh, if you really want to have that conversation. But I think we were talking more about, you know, the audience side. Yeah, yeah. And and so he's evolving, you know, with this audience, and but maybe even losing people. Because are you listening to Jay anymore? No, no. But like I said, I don't, I don't think he's really put too much stuff out. No. Not that I can recall. Yeah. I wonder if Tupac, if he stuck around long enough, he would like would have evolved. Away. Well, see, just evolved would... and started to like, because he had this thing about strictly for my niggas back in the day. That was his like yeah. coin phrase. Yeah. But then eventually, like, Thug life. Then he started doing like, you know, I don't know. But anyways, what were you gonna say? My bad. No, I mean, but the, I think he learned long time that you know music wasn't gonna be his his number one. Like. It was a big part, but movies, writing. Yeah, he was talented. Right? That dude wrote like crazy. Like, yeah. That's what I think people were more impressed with was that his writing skills were just second to none at that time. Musically or? Musically, or? he was hitting it oh, because yeah, he was yeah. a great writer. Yeah. You know, he wasn't making beats or anything like that, right? You know, he worked with producers that, that made his stuff sound 10 times better, yeah, yeah. right? So I think it's really cool to, to see people have uh different talents i think we were talking about that uh about some of the different folks that uh went from one uh career and and switched to another and it helped them so and it, why don't we take a break and let's let's talk a little bit about that and uh see what you sure. think about let's that. do that let's do that cool.
Hey guys, we're back, man. Um, so, Jay, man, actually, that's interesting. You know, you mentioned Tupac. One of the things I did respect about Tupac's thing was that he had this thing where he could actually break down his flow um, into like the actual poetic structures. Mm. And he would like, he used something called, um, in poetry, there's something called uh, iambic pentameter. And it, pentameter means fifth, right? And he would break down his rhythm into syllables. So the iambic part is the number of syllables, and the pentameter is the five, right? And so if you listen to his flow, like structurally, it was pretty serious. In fact, he has this one famous phrase in most of his songs. He always says, I paint a perfect picture. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that yeah, verse. Yeah, yeah. But, but he plays with the P's. So to your point, like literally, you could actually take a Tupac song, cut the instrumental, and just listen to the acapella, and it was still solid. So, yeah, solid, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, the man, the man is just a genius, in my opinion. I mean, you, you see, I got stuff on the walls. I mean, I, that dude's, those means a lot to me. So, uh, but before we took a break, we were going to talk about some people that started yeah, yeah, started right. in one, you know, fashion of of art and uh-huh. move into a different career go. path, and, like, and they made the right choice, in our opinion. Okay. Um, Who, who's one guy that comes to mind right off the bat? Well, to me, and and should they have made the call or should not have made the call? No, the, 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 you know, for me, the biggest one, uh-huh. I think is is Marky Mark, Marky Mark, Marky wait, wait, Mark, wait. And, and the his, the Funky Bunch, the Funky Bunch. If, if you think that man would have stayed, go in, on, hit it. Hit, hit, I, I, I don't what, remember how it goes. <laughs> come on, come on. Hey, like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> feel it, feel it. Hey, you know this song, man. Were you part of the group? <laughs> DJ, you, were, you were a dancer back there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, that is a song. Yeah. Oh, man, I couldn't stand that song. Oh, I'm going to be man. real, man. I mean, from, I'm not going to do You're from Boston, too. I was from man. Boston, but yo, Boston was putting out other rocket, stuff. Man. We were putting out Gangstar. <laughs> We got, but, but anyways, to your point, go ahead, go ahead. So, so Marky Mark. I love how you always throw Gangstar out there. I have to defend the music game <laughs> in, in, in Boston, bro, because Marky Mark was also, uh, look, his brother, give them the backstory of Marky Mark, just in case anybody doesn't well, know. It was, everyone knows that his brother was uh, part of the group uh, New Kids on the Block, Yeah, Donnie, Donnie, which also right? is from Boston. Boston. <laughs> that, that one we claim. I claim that one. You can claim that the one. The right stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh oh oh! The right stuff. Yeah, that that one. I was right there with him. I was rocking. Uh, I, was like, rock, I was like, I was like, what fifth grade, sixth grade? You, like you that, can't man. be wrong. Yeah. But, so you're rocking with them, yeah. but then you know, so Marky Mark to me did the right move. He's like, hey man, I I could do the model thing. You know, women yeah. love me. Blah blah blah. Was he good looking? I oh man, remember. maybe he the whole big thing with him and his underwear ad. The I don't Calvin remember. Klein. Break us down. Look. Yeah. So no, what happened? What happened? Women he, loved the hell out of him. So but this was he while he was himself. doing music. Yeah, while he was doing music. Oh, okay, my bad. Go ahead. So he went into movies. Yeah. It, it, it really, you know, and we all like his movies, right? We've yeah, seen all his, yeah, a lot yeah, of his yeah, movies. Yeah, those are good flicks. And. uh if think about it, what if he stayed in hip hop? Yeah. If you're, you know, if yeah. he stayed in music. You know, would he have been that popular? Yeah. I don't think so. I oh, think he's like yeah. the biggest, like, you know, version of why you should switch or be able to, you know, be confident with yourself and say, hey, man, I did one hit. Yeah. I'm moving on to yeah. something that I think will be better for me. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who switched up. Uh, who you got? Who you got? Uh, who? Okay. Uh, my, the strongest guy who shifted or just any yeah, guy? Yeah, just anyone. LL Cool J. Uh, he, he was uh, Rock the Bells. Yeah, yeah. Ladies love Cool James, right? He was putting out. I mean, Rock J LL Cool J was the quintessential rapper of the '80s because yeah. he like really pioneered R and B 
um, because he did the first rap album, the rap song, I Need Love. I remember that song. That was like the first rap ballad that was ever sung. Um, And ladies really did love Cool James. Uh, They still do, right? Is it Cool James or Cool J? It's Cool James. Uh, His name is James Todd Smith. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah, yeah. I remember Todd. I, know, I, know, I remember James. It's okay. James Todd Smith. That's oh, Ladies Love Cool okay. James. That's where LL Cool J comes from. All right, cool. And then, fast forward, he was the Kango guy with the gear. So he was a fashion model for a yeah. while. Yeah. And then he switched over. Fubu. 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 Oh, and and he, was, he, was, he was critical in, on all these kind of like, because everybody followed him. Women followed him. He crossed over into pop music. Yeah. Right, women loved his songs to the point where he was uh, he was pop without even trying to be pop. So hold on, are you telling me that him starting in hip hop and then switching over? You're trying to compare him to a Marky Mark? Well, no, 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 no. no. He switched over. Trying to see where you go. I'm I'm taking it. First of all, I established that he was a hip hop because he's he's he was a hip hop pioneer. Yeah, he was a fashion icon in in music. Yeah, Um, and then eventually when he was trying to do acting. I think that's kind of where it fizzled, man. I've never been. Have you ever? Have gotcha. you ever said to yourself, man? So I, he should have stayed. I don't think he should have gone all the way, but he had to, right? Because I mean, where rap, Marky rap Mark was, was like, he started off in music yeah. and went to movies. You're saying that LL should have just stayed in music and not go into movies. Like, like LL was the guy who jumps out of the the ship onto the life raft. You didn't like him as a chef well, and then uh, that shark sh- that shark movie. Stay with me. He he jumped from the big ship to the life raft. Versus Marky Mark jumped from the life raft to the big ship. Like, I got you. I like got basically, you. he actually landed on some gold. Yeah. Like, have you ever... Give me an LL movie that you loved. That's what I was saying. Give I, me one. Give I, me. I was just telling you, though, that shark one. I don't remember the name, the title of it. Which remember, was it? He was like the chef on the ship. You see? And it was like... Uh, you weren't, he's I fighting think against these sharks. He did the one I remember. I can't uh, remember the name of the movie. What's the one with him and uh, uh, Gabrielle Union, where he's like rides a white horse into town... Deliver us from Eve. That's the only one I remember. It was like a low budget uh, black film, um, but I don't think it really got in a lot of visibility. But, but anyways, all I'm saying is that LL was not the dude um, in the acting game. Like the way, the way, what's his name? Jamie Fox was. Deep Blue Sea. That was Deep the Blue movie. Sea. There you go. Yeah, that was the movie. Uh, Jamie Fox was a musician. He didn't cut it, but then he became, he became uh, an actor, and he did pretty well, right? Who else? Who else is a guy that that comes to your mind, as far as um, crossing over and having, I don't know, success? No success. I would, I would say uh, Will Smith. Oh, Fresh yeah. Prince, right? Shoot, I mean, that's the biggest one of all. Right? I mean, he could have. He did well in music, right? He, he got a Grammy. He you did. Know? Yeah, that's true, and right? He was the first one in hip hop to get one. Wow, parents right? don't understand. Yeah, so he did well, right? And he, to our point, when we were he talking went to about, MIT too, by the way. Did he really? Yeah, he went to I did not team. know that. Yeah, he turned it down though. Oh, okay. So then he didn't go. You say he went. Well, he had the he had the <laughs> he op- had the opportunity. Yes, he had the opportunity. <laughs> Getting accepted is half the game, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh we fight that every day. There you go. <laughs> so so uh, what I was saying is like he started in hip hop, got into acting, right? And he just blew up with the acting. He like, was a good actor. The, the, but do you see him more as an actor, or do you see him more as a, a, a hip hop artist? You know, that's interesting because I would almost split that even further. I'd even say, is he a, a sitcom actor? Oh, or okay. a movie star? 
Well, he killed it as a sitcom. He right? was, yeah. He was the quintessential. Like everybody loves yeah. to do that. He was like JJ from Good Times in a whole new era. <laughs> like in terms of the humor, you know, there's a guy who came, but he was a cooler version of JJ, the sexier yeah. version of JJ. Yeah, because you know he was he was a handsome guy. He got the ladies, but he always had the funny lines. Um, so he was. He seemed, he seemed like an all-around good dude. He was. He was the kind of guy right. you wanted to be. You wanted to hang out. Everybody with. practiced that handshake. You remember that handshake? Oh yeah. Where yeah. you you slap hands, and then you look the other look way. The other way. And yeah. then you make a sound. <laughs> remember that, dude? If you if you weren't if you weren't rocking with that handshake, you weren't like. I think people were watching that show to figure out what to do the next day at school. So he made the right choice. You think he made the, moving over to to movies. Because I, I think that's where the money's at, I right? Think so, I think you so. Know, you want to so. branch away from music and go I've into... Ne- and I've never really been like listening to Will Smith's music. I mean, I, I remember I'm Summertime. to Miami. Yeah, but that was like after. <laughs> that was like way after. Summertime was like the only summertime, track I really was yeah. like, yeah, I'm feeling this. Yeah. But you don't like, like his earlier stuff, huh? I never listened to it, man. I had, there was too many other better options. Real talk. Really? I mean, yeah. Come on, man. But you, you got to think of the era, though. Like, it, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Shoot, yeah. You know? Yeah. Belle DeVoe. I mean, shoot. What? That's not, that's not hip-hop, man. Yeah, shoot. When they did that R&B. Poison album, that was yeah, hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. I'm just saying there was a lot of options. I didn't have to endure. No, I, I got that. Yeah. I got that. But, I, okay, so you got Will Smith. You think yeah, that, yeah. was he a better actor or a better uh, musician? Oh, man. I think he's a better actor. Not to knock his music, because I think his stuff he he provided us with some classics. Yeah. So and if you could make it like it's classical, where you can still listen to it and still bump it. You know, if I bu- I put on some summertime, you'll be bumping to it. Now here's something interesting about that. Um, I think Will Smith took his audience with him everywhere he went. When he was in hip hop, he had a young, younger, hipper audience. I would say even. I'd even say black, Latin, whatever, minorities, right? And white kids because, you know. Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely crosses yeah. over. So when he crossed over from that to doing acting, that whole hip-hop younger audience was still feeling him. Yeah. And then he took that same audience over to films. So when he did Independence Day, that thing was a smash blockbuster hit. Like the dude was oh, an man, overnight that, success. That's that's a given, right? Yeah. It's like Beyonce. If she she to me she's a terrible actress, but her fans are gonna follow her because of it's Beyonce, right? Has an actor ever let down uh, their audience coming from a different space? Like, uh, you, I think you have to be believable, hmm. right? As an actor, I think hmm. we 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 do, um, Denzel, right? Oh, yeah, Denzel has done some amazing work. Okay, right? Yeah, and he, he doesn't one. play a lot of typical roles. That you would see in an African American, right? And leading roles is what le- leading roles is yeah. what he's looking for, yeah. right? Doesn't mean he couldn't play it, yeah, right? He, the man is so talented. Like I, I think of a not even just thinking racial. I'm thinking like as an actor to be a great actor is that you forget that they were in this other film, mm. right? They could be in a comedy one day, mm. they could be in a drama, mm-hmm. they could be in a horror flick. Right, and if I could believe them in each of those characters, yeah, then to me that's a great actor. Like, if, but if I see them, they get you know, you know, cast type or te- was this a stereotype? No. Yeah, typecast. Yeah, typecast, right? Uh, that's when you kind of like tell yourself like, oh, I only see you as this, and that's that's the sad part that does happen. So when you see Denzel, do you see a different guy every time? Yeah, because the man is so believable in his in his role. Mm. Right, he's done so many like great films, you know, 
that Malcolm X, man, like, wow. Like, that, to me, was pretty real. Let me ask you this. How did you feel when you saw him in training day playing the bad guy? I I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> I was actually upset. <laughs> You're upset? I was upset, man. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Because, like, when you talk about your audiences, um, he, for me, was the good guy all the time. He was the guy who was going to always be the hero of the day. And I was, you know, it's hard sometimes to distinguish between, and I'm just being very honest, uh, a hero and an actor. Sometimes we can confuse our actors for heroes and our heroes for actors and the area gets gray, right? So he so, let you down? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like he was over in that film. He was cussing like a sailor in that movie, right? He's yeah. over there. He used the N-word more times than any other word. Right. And and then on top of that, you know, he was just a really devious character. And it, the problem for me wasn't that I had a problem with the character in Training Day. It's I had a problem watching Denzel play that character. Play that character. Who who do you, who would you rather have that? Well, I shoot Will Smith. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you see the Fresh Prince is cussing everything. <laughs> I don't see that, man. I don't see Will no, no, you know, no. Carlton uh, coming out to Compton. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle <laughs> Uncle Will's his name for that show. Uh Uncle Will. Yeah. Uncle Will played that. But uh I'm just saying like I just did not have in my mind the idea that Denzel like that movie really shocked me. So he was so big in your mind as he was an actor a, that that was so low of a role for him. It wasn't low. It was too different. Do you remember when Tom Cruise played a fat guy? <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. It was funny, yeah. but it was weird, right? Like, I didn't even know weird. that was Tom Cruise. Did you but, know it was Tom Cruise watching it? That, you know, I didn't at first. Until you found out later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you knew that was Tom Cruise, Man, you would have been like, what the, the hell's going The makeup work on that was hilarious. But it threw people off for a loop. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think he had that comedic that's way the, about that's him. That's the thing. You, we're not allowed, and that's back to even what we were talking about earlier. Are are we allowed to explore? Because sometimes people have things that they've figured I us think out. People, people want to. Yeah. I think they're, they're afraid. In some cases, because they, they to your point, like if Denzel did not take that risk of playing the typical, you know, African American, you know, roles, little yeah. we'll say, you know, and uh, he took it into a way where it was just, I, 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 I'm gonna play this role, but I'm gonna play it in a way where we, I'm gonna play it so hard that no one's gonna believe I'm the good Denzel Washington guy. Yeah, well, he right? definitely owned it. Yeah. He owned it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's what I'm saying is like, it, it, no matter what role that we play, if they can, if they can go in and make me believe they're no longer, you know, the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Right. Now he's, you know, he's, you know, doing all these action films. I think he did a great job. Not, I'm not saying that Will Smith is like the amazing actor. He's he's a great actor, right? He's played some drama, you know, roles. He's played some obviously comedy roles, um, and he's played some action roles. And he's to me has been so believable in each of those roles that you know I don't see him as the Fresh Prince, right? And so that's what I think Denzel was trying to do was like I'm not going to be just labeled as one type of actor i could do all type of acting well you know that makes me think of guys like um actors who probably a little more diverse played so many different roles that we don't know what to, what to expect from them that makes me think of um samuel jackson oh. he plays so many roles that you don't know who sam's gonna be he's the angry man 
In yeah. one film, like he's yeah, he's the saint. In another film, he's, he's the gangster. <laughs> another film, he's the he's like uh, you know the hero. Another one, he's the villain. Yeah, I think he's even in Marvel now, right? He's doing Marvel. Oh, as, yeah. uh, and then I remember he was he was Glass, right? He's, yeah, uh, Professor Glass. But it's like he plays all these. So I don't really know, but he still has that whole kind of like he gets he has the same kind of voice and things that he says. But it's like I'm I'm more accepting of watching him do different things. Yeah. But the one I remember when he pushed the envelope for me was when he did Django. <laughs> and he was playing the butler in Django. And I was cringing. He's lying. Well, it's just is that what he was saying? I can't remember the verses. I blocked it all out. But yeah, he I'm was, trying to make it PG. I he was, was saying yeah, what he really He said. was cringe. He was I was cringing because the role, in my opinion, was was a very difficult character to watch. Oh, okay. Um, being African, well, being yeah, from Africa, yeah. Well, yeah, just 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 as a black audience, because the portrayal of of such a uh, demeaning character, self demeaning character, when African Americans we're always trying to see ourselves in a good light, you know. Um, but but he pushed himself, I think, in a space where, like, I don't think I could have been comfortable watching Denzel play that role. I got gotcha. you. I would not have been. I would have been. I would have lost He's, it. Sounds like would, Denzel's your hero, and you, you, that's you, what I said earlier. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, to, you have a hard time seeing him in in roles that are less uh, appealing. They write songs about Denzel, man. They, they, he's like they, Denzel's yeah. like more Denzel's, than an actor. Yeah, he's a he's, he's an cool icon. Yeah. He's an icon. Like uh, Salt and Pepper have songs about you know what a man, what a man, what a. Remember that song? Yeah, and then yeah. they make a reference to Denzel. Oh, right, okay. I mean, people. People. Denzel is considered more than just an actor. So you wouldn't want Denzel playing Django. He's Sydney. He's, he would be. He would be uh, playing the Django part. Yeah, he's 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 our he's our current time Sydney Poitier, oh, okay. uh, Harry Balafonte yeah, yeah. kind of character. You know what I mean? Like, gotcha. like there's that. Have you ever seen his son? His son is a great actor too. I he think. did that African. Uh, what was it called? That uh, that um, infiltrating KKK yeah. movement. Yeah. What was it called? I forgot what it's called, but yeah, that's that. I know yeah. where you're going with. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he is a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever reach the heights of his father. He plays a, in that sports one. Uh, that's where I first kind of got a glimpse of him. Oh, with this one with, with uh, uh, the Rock. The Rock, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I, I can't remember it either. Yeah. But yeah, he plays that one pretty good too. But yeah, but I mean, so there's when I saw Sam in that film, Samuel Jackson, I was like cringing. I was, but then the other strange thing about that film was that, you know, you have the Django. Himself, the uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Jamie Foxx playing the lead, yeah, and he's shooting up everybody. So in some way, it balances these two extreme the, characters. The, yeah, they're both extreme, right? You have yeah. this real, you know. But uh, you know what? I, I hear you. Okay, but you're I, but not I, listening. I, no, no, I'm listening. <laughs> I, I, my thing is that we we can't we can't. I think that's why it's so important to uh, really uh, find the right person to play certain parts, right? Yeah. Uh, because you're right, I couldn't see Denzel playing that part, but you know Samuel, like I, he played it so believable. You know, I didn't even see him at it at it also. Yeah, but he did such a good job at it. Like I, and it, he made it like comical as well as serious. You know, it wasn't. I didn't look at that movie as you know he was making light of the situation. Of you know that time of that era of you know uh, you know African American history you know well, I think he I played think it straight he, I think he played it straight and uh, I think it's so important to find the right character or the right 
actor to play the right character. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I, I could not see Denzel playing that. <laughs> it would be funny, though. <laughs> but now, here's the thing about that. Um, tying it back to audiences, what audiences expect of you. Um, I do want to ask, though, as an artist, do you feel like at some point you get typecasted? People expect, like, if you decided you were going to start playing some music that's in a whole different space, um, would you be comfortable with that? You know what I mean? That's that's kind of, do you get cornered by your audience, or do you feel like you you get pushed into an area where, like, mm. you have to stay in a certain range? I mean, I, I don't know. What's, what's your take? Um, well, I, I don't think we are stuck in anything. Like, if that's what you're referring to, do you, do you think that we are typecast in a way because of our our ethnicity or I think if you get really good at something and people love what you do in a certain way are you ever going to have the freedom and I think that's a question that we should just put out there for people because we're running out of time I know that Um, do you feel like if you become really good at something even a job or an artist a musician Uh, um, you know what I mean As as a family member in a household people just know you in a certain role and if you try to do something else do you have that freedom or do people kind of go, nah, you know, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're only supposed to be doing this. Um, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about, really. I mean, well, let's take a break and, and you know, give me some time to think about that and uh, hopefully give you a good answer. Sure. So let's, let's see what you got when we come back. All right. Hey guys, we're back, man. Looks like we got a little more time here. Let's uh, let's bring it home, Jay. So yeah, yeah, I got that question. I don't know if you had a moment to reflect there. I know it's a tough one, but mm-hmm. it's this idea of like um, we we're talking about how much freedom do artists eventually have to explore new things once they've built a name for themselves in a certain way, like because actors, after a while, people know them as the certain leading actor. Yeah. Versus another actor who's just known for doing everything, he's got a lot of freedom. So do you feel, and even in different parts of your life, I mean, you know, yeah. you, you could be a guy who's just the breadwinner of a family. I'm just going to even throw this out there. But then all of a sudden you, you're, you're not working anymore and you know, your wife steps up and now she's the breadwinner and your kids are like, no, daddy, you're not supposed to be home. You're supposed to be at work. Mm. You're like, no, today I'm going to take you kids to school. But you know, it's like people yeah. get so used to a certain role. They type, they typecast you, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know how that, how does that, um, what do you, what's your take on that? Just, just break that well, down. Well, you know what? I, I think as artists, right? I think to call yourself an artist in, in anything that you do, you definitely want to be great at 
one thing, right? You could be, or as what does it say, you could be great at many things, but master of one. Yeah. Right. That that's a good thing to to look at it. I I think it's one of those things. Even for myself, when I when I, you know, I do photography and I do the music thing, and now we're doing the podcast thing and the comic thing, and, and you know, I have some inspirations of doing some movie scripts and things like that. I I don't think creative minds that we should hold ourselves into one types, but we should be masters of one at least, right? And it's okay to branch out. Doesn't mean I'm going to be the greatest at these other things, but I'm willing to take the risk and and uh, put something together to share with others. Um, so I think that's a good thing to be able to do that. But my question to you is what about your audience? If they get mad at you for branching out in terms of like they want Josiah to produce a certain kind of sound. Yeah. That's what they love from Josiah. And they're running to hear what next, Josiah's next piece of work is. And you veer off so far for them. Yeah. And they're like, Jay, I don't like what you did because I want to hear more like this stuff that yeah. you did before. Like you left us and you went off to something yeah, else. Yeah, so that's my problem. Like how do you yeah. how do you navigate that? Because this is a problem. Man, it's tough. It's tough because especially when you have a strong fan base. I Obviously, you know, I'm – you know, small potatoes compared to like a lot of these like big groups and that, that do that or, you know, artists that switch uh, careers and it's a risk. It is definitely a risk to take because your audience knows you as, you know, a certain type, you know? Um, I think that's what happened really. I think it was really big in the nineties, especially maybe even early two thousands where you see collaborations with rock and, you know, hip hop. Yeah. At first it was like uh you know or even having you know a white rapper right like hold on like do we accept that do we you know we we are sometimes can as a society or you know just as a human just sometimes hard to accept things that are different right and i think it's important that you know art to for the for it to breathe in my opinion is that we got to open ourselves up to to new ideas and be able to you know accept that that there's different types of of ways and our as an audience member you know yeah I'm fixated as man I only know you as this you know writer but man you got this comedy thing that that's killing it too I you know I have to open up to the change that you're changing in your world as well so if Eminem uh, started writing country music, would you be okay with that? Would It'd you be the uh, Newtown Road or something? I'm just saying, <laughs> like he he started just doing straight up Tim McGraw, uh, George Strait. Kinda. He kind of did that though, right? Did he really? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, did it work out for him? I I I wouldn't say he did like country, but he definitely worked with with different people. I'm talking about switching up straight. He's doing the he's got the, a guitar. That happens a lot, especially for for country music. People come from country to get into pop, right? Like Taylor Swift, right? She was straight country, but mm-hmm. I can't associate her new stuff with country music. I, yeah. I think she's pop, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that is hard to do, but can happen. And I I think it's you know, if you're a good artist in anything that you do. Your fan base are gonna follow you. You know, who, you know. Here's a good example. I think um, 
Oh, God. Jewel was like that. She tried to cross over. I said Jewel. <laughs> you remember Jewel? I don't remember Come her. Come on, man. Jewel. I remember her kind of, but then... <laughs> she was this guitar-singing girl. Uh, no, I was thinking of... What's that punk rock group? And then she tried to do pop songs, and they flopped. But go no, ahead. Go no, ahead. What's, that, what's that punk rock group? Green Day. Oh, they're awesome. Right? And they, they got a lot of slack from... They, they felt like they went from underground, you know... To uh, mainstream. To, to mainstream. Yeah. And their fan base were like, you know, sellouts. You, know, you don't really sound like, you know, the, the punk rock, you know. Uh, and they became, now they have a Broadway show. Is and, it really? Yeah. I know they had a video game. Did they have a video game? Yeah, it was I an Xbox game. It was, they were on the GarageBand kind of thing. Yeah. I forgot. Remember the guitar game you could play? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. GarageBand, yeah. Yeah, they, they were on the cover with that one of those. So, yeah. Uh, they were so, pretty I mean, mainstream. It's one of those things where it's you know you're you are taking a risk because your original fan base will they follow you will they not right because in some people's eyes it it might come off as you're selling out to the 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 culture um but how do you not go mainstream if people love your music but that's the thing you know to me it's like if you want to evolve you can't i'm i'm making stuff for my you know my people's or my air my bay bay area roots you know yeah. I, i'm i'm gonna try to i want to hit people across all genres but now let me bring you back to this because this is originally the original question that we started with your audience um understanding your audience right do you have an obligation to make things that satisfy them or are you once they become a fan or are you allowed to explore can you can you still do your own thing and, and expect them to follow you you know what I mean? That's Yeah, yeah, I think you can. I think there's going to be people that are going to follow you if you're a well-known artist and you're well-known um in your community or whatever however you want to put it. I I think people are going to follow you no matter what. I think people are going to want to see what else you can do. Yeah. But if there's and I hate to use the word closed-minded, but it, 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 you really are becoming that because you're not given an opportunity for this person to branch out. If we didn't let Marky Mark, you know, branch out to movies, we would be hearing Marky Mark albums. We, yeah, yeah. We needed <laughs> to let them branch. We, out. we need to let them branch, right? Because nobody <laughs> was mad you, when you he left. You came with me, like, hey, hey, Jay, I got this new new Marky Mark CD. I would have been like, oh, man, Karanya, let it go. I know you're from Boston. But, but you weren't go. mad. I wasn't mad when he left. You know, I'm just Snoop Dogg's done this with whole uh, Snoop Lion. Oh, yeah. But and he's then, always changing himself, right? Yeah. He's always changing his How about the image. one where he sang that love song one where uh, sensual seduction? Oh, Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> Who is this guy? He, he, had the, it, huh? he had the curly hair. He was trying to do a throwback to the whole doggy style album. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like I thought the same way when he went to reggae. I was like, "Hold on, man! Like, you gotta stick to one." Now, yeah. And now he's doing the DJ. He he's, he wants to do DJing. Wow! So he's DJing, wow. and um, which throws me off. I'm like, "Hold on, man! You you're way too big to be a DJ." Wait, so you had a problem with this? I had a problem with him being a DJ. Yeah. No, it's not really a problem. It's just more. I don't see him as that. Like he's way too Ooh, big. Wait, wait a minute. What did you? You don't see him as that. He he doesn't have the freedom to be that in no, your he, eyes. No, no, he. That's the thing that the beauty of it is okay. like he doesn't he doesn't listen to anyone. He does what he thinks is good for him and his brand. Yeah, which is okay. I'm not. I've not seen him live perform as a DJ. 
He yeah. might be great. I, yeah. you know, I'm just saying from the outside looking, I, I'm thinking to myself like, uh, it's, you know, you're Snoop Dogg, you, you know, <laughs> you, you, they play you. You don't be playing other people's stuff. Wow. Like I, you know, and you know, you're taking a job away from a DJ. <laughs> you see, right? I, I feel like there's some tension in here regarding like Snoop. <laughs> that did that did sound like it, didn't it? <laughs> hey, look, man, you just be honest, protest, man. Look, look, this, protest at a club. when Snoop listens to this episode, he's not going to be that upset. He's going to be like, look, man, he was just sharing his mind. But the other side of it is this idea that I like the fact that you're admitting that there's that that you have a certain expectation of Snoop. Yeah. And when he starts to stray from that, you're yeah. kind of more like Snoop. He, uh, he doesn't need to go no. back the other way. He doesn't need to. Uh. Yeah, I, it'd be different if he was making beats and he's like Dr. Dre. Okay, right, Dr. Dre. It's and rappers say that about producers all the time. Like, oh man, stay. You know, you know, stay, stay as a producer. Don't be a rapper. I'm gonna hit you with a whole different angle now. All right. What about um, when you're an artist and uh, and you're you're performing? But now you kind of starts going to your head. You're not you're not showing up for your shows. You're not you're showing up late, uh, maybe because you have an issue with either the crowd. I don't know what it is. Your audience. You, yeah. you get mad at your audience at a live show. Yeah. You're getting mad at the response from the audience. Yeah. You know, like uh, I've heard of artists like Kanye West. This guy shows up late to shows. Mm-hmm. He he gets mad and walks away. You know what I mean? Um, how does that? You know, and part of it is that audience interaction. They're like, hey, you know, maybe they're yelling out, sing this song. I yeah. think if it's consistent, then I think fans, you know, look at you in a certain way. Right? Like, okay, man, you're you're a one-trick pony. Just do do your show. Hmm. Don't try to be something else than that. And uh, w- we we tend I, – I went to a, a – it was a Pitbull concert. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember someone yelling out to Pitbull like because he, he kept. Have you ever been to a Pitbull concert? Uh, the man talks a lot. He, he like he likes to talk about you know positivity and things like that. And so one one guy yelled out, "Shut up and sing" or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and everyone in the crowd was laughing. And he heard it obviously. And he Ooh. you know he, he let him have it. You know Did he really? Yeah, he let he, he could see it's an arena, right? But he <laughs> What did he say? He said, I don't know, he said something about, you know, I will come out there and show you what you know, or something. So he, he went from a positivity went, positive yeah, motivation. Yeah, he, Guys, you gotta you gotta fight. work hard to yeah. I'm gonna come in there and kick your ass. Yeah. He's like, I'm oh, still the hood. Don't go don't oh, get it boy. twisted. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, if I'm paying to go see a show yeah, and you're you're late to the show, and you you talking most of the show, and yeah. the show's supposed to be about singing or rapping or whatever. Then yeah, I, you know I you know you gotta understand your audience. You gotta you definitely gotta understand. Your you audience. know, a lot of guys walk off stage and get frustrated because sometimes you don't often realize the audience is also changing for you, right? Maybe you're getting a younger audience. Maybe you're you're performing for people you don't even connect with. Um, yeah. It's a tough space being a performer, man. It's a it tough. It is tough, you know? man. It's tough, but we yeah. we do a good job at it. You know, I think we have different approaches, man. You're you're more uh, you're kind of more like Denzel, and I'm more <laughs> Samuel Jackson here. <laughs> you want to be more of like structural leading man. Yeah. You know, you know, you're, I'll you. I'll take that. That's you a know, yeah. Man. Mine Thank is. You. I'm just want to explore. I want to experiment. Yeah. I guess that's kind of what makes this work, man. Yeah. Well, I think we make this work just because. 
I think you and I have a lot of thoughts in our head, and we just want to share it with you guys out there. So, hope you enjoy it. It's been a good episode. That's what's up, man. You good, Jay? Man, I'm good, Kay. That's what's up, man. All right, man, we out. We out, man. Thanks.